Before we begin today's podcast, I have an announcement to make. May is Mental Health Month, and for that reason, and because at Treasured Ministries, we believe that taking your mental health seriously is super important, we have lined up great podcast guests, experts in the field of mental health to interview and share with you for the month of May. And we begin that journey today. Welcome to the Live Treasure Podcast, brought to you by Treasured Ministries, where every week we coach you with steps of faith you can take today to change your tomorrow. And now on to today's show. We have a special guest today. My good friend, Dr. Michelle Bankson, is a board-certified clinical neuropsychologist who has treated children and adults with a variety of medical and mental health disorders for over 20 years. She's also the author of three best-selling, award-winning books, including Hope Prevails, Insights from a Doctor's Personal Journey Through Depression, and Breaking Anxiety's Grip. This doctor knows pain personally and despair, and she combines her professional expertise and personal experience with her faith to address issues such as depression and anxiety. Here to speak to us today is Dr. Michelle Bankson. Dr. Michelle Bankson, welcome to the Live Treasured Podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. It's fun to be back with you. Yes, yes. Um, So I would love to just uh, start out by sharing with our audience how we met. So we met because um, your book, your first book that came out, uh, Hope Prevails, I read that book and literally I could not put it down. Uh, it's a book that you wrote on your journey through overcoming uh, depression, and uh, it was just so powerful. I literally couldn't put it down. So I reached out to you. Uh, we did a podcast, and that's how our friendship uh, began. So can you tell the audience um, how you started, uh, what inspired you to start writing that book? You know, it's interesting because I had gone to a professional writers conference and I was pitching a totally different book. And the MC one evening at dinner called me up and started asking me questions like, tell us, I know you have an interesting statistic about depression. What is that? I said, Mm -hmm. yeah, by 2020, depression will be our greatest epidemic worldwide. Hmm. And then he, he asked me to share a bit of my story. And then he said, well, if there was one thing that you would want to leave all of us with, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And I remember standing there and thinking, it's not over until God says it's over. Mm-hmm. And at that conference, it generated a lot of interest in a book on depression that I hadn't even been planning to write. Right. So I went home and I started working on the proposal process, which for most of us authors, we can tell you is worse than actually writing the book. <laughs> and about two weeks into that process, I became deathly ill. Hmm. I was at the office and I was seeing patients. I'm a clinical neuropsychologist, so I see patients all day long, every day back then. And During one of my sessions with a patient, I just doubled over in pain. Mm. 
I got the patient up to the front desk where my staff could help. And as I was trying to wake, make my way back to my office, I doubled over in pain. And my husband happened to walk in at the time through the back door. He said, you don't look very good. I said, I'm, I'm not. There's something wrong. We need we need to go home. And on our way home, I got worse and worse. And, and we decided, no, we needed to go to the ER. Mm-hmm. Well, that ended up necessitating two surgeries five months of medically induced bed rest. I was kept alive on IV hydration and nutrition. Mm. I dwindled from 113 pounds down to a skeletal 74, which for frame of reference is 30 pounds lighter than I sit before you today. Mm. Mm. And the longer I was sick and not seeing any improvement, the more I just started thinking, Lord, if this is going to be my life, I, I'm not really sure I want to keep on living. Right. Because I couldn't be the doctor, mm-hmm. which in all transparency, and that's where I was finding a lot of my identity. And the Lord really had to do a work and getting me out of that practice for five months really opened up my eyes that that's not where my identity and my worth come from. Right. But the longer I was sick, the more my mental health started to deteriorate. Mm -hmm. And I have a long family history of depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. But even being the doctor with all the alphabet soup after my name didn't prevent me from going down that slippery slope into the valley of depression. So I recognized it. I, I knew what was going on. So I thought, well, you know what to do. I mean, you've been suggesting to patients what to do for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So I did Mm -hmm. all the things I would normally recommend to my patients to do. Mm -hmm. I made sure that once I could eat again, that I was eating nutritionally. I made sure I was prioritizing rest. Mm -hmm. Once I was cleared medically to do so, I started walking around the house and then walking around the block and walking around the neighborhood. So I was getting physical exercise. I went to therapy. And I got on medication Mm -hmm. and all those things helped, Mm -hmm. but they weren't enough to take the depression away. And I I remember crying out to God saying, something is missing and you've got to show me what that is because I cannot go back to being that doctor because I won't recommend something unless I know it works. Like my integrity is really important to me. Right. And I've never heard the audible voice of God, Mm -hmm. but it was like I heard his voice in my heart, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And it was like God was saying, Michelle, until you are willing to look at the spiritual roots of disease, it is like you're putting a Band-Aid on an infection and hoping it gets well. Wow. Wow. And the light bulb went off because I had been addressing the physical and the mental and the emotional but I hadn't been doing anything to address the spiritual. And so that really began a journey where I was praying and saying, Lord, I'm not exactly sure what you mean, but if there is a spiritual component to this, you're going to have to teach me. And he brought me to John 10, 10, which says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. But even then I thought, okay, 
but how does that relate to depression? And over time, it was a journey, but over time, the Lord showed me the enemy of our soul seeks to steal our peace, kill our joy, and destroy our identity. Wow. But he also showed me, but there are things that he doesn't let the enemy do. He does not let the enemy determine our worth. Mm-hmm. We tend to equate the worth or the value of something with the price we pay. So the value or the worth of your car or your home or a meal at a restaurant is equivalent to what you're willing to pay for it. Well, Jesus Christ paid the price for my life, for my sin with his very life when he died on the cross. And nobody ever before or ever since has been willing to do that for me. So Jesus is the only one who gets to determine my worth. And he thought I was so worth it, according to John 3, 16, mm-hmm. that he would die if I was the only one on this earth. So he de- the enemy can't determine our worth. He also can't dictate our destiny. Mm-hmm. If we are Christ's followers and we have surrendered to him as our Lord and Savior, our destiny is secure. Mm-hmm. Depression can't steal that away from us. Our sins can't steal that away from us. We are secure. Yeah. And then the third thing is the enemy and depression cannot separate us from the love of God. Scripture tells us that he loves us with an everlasting love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this was a process. And so as the Lord was showing me this, at the time when I was on bed rest, all I could do was sleep, pray, mm-hmm. listen to praise and worship music, and watch sermons online. Mm-hmm. I had the praise and worship music going pretty much 24 seven. And in all honesty, the reason I did that is because I was so down and I was so sick. I didn't want to praise the Lord. I didn't feel like praising God, but something happens for me when I play praise and worship music, mm-hmm. I can't help but sing along. Amen. And so as I'm singing and I'm praising him, scripture tells us God inhabits the praises of his people. So God was there with me. But scripture also tells us that the enemy can't stand it when we praise God. So he's going to flee. And I wanted nothing more than to make that father of lies disappear. But the other thing I did was I, as people would share scripture, or I would hear a sermon and a pastor would, would highlight a scripture and it just seemed to like jump out at me or when I was reading my Bible and it was almost like certain scriptures would just pop off the page. Yeah. I would write them down mm-hmm. on post-it notes mm. and then I would place the post-it notes all around. I had a post-it note on my IV pole, on my light switch, on my bathroom mirror, on my car dashboard. Before it was all said and done, I had over a hundred post-it notes, Wow! but that wasn't all I did. Mm-hmm. Every time I saw one of those post-it notes, I read it out loud three times. And the reason I did that was because scripture says faith comes by hearing and yeah. hearing by the word of God. Yeah. And so that was bolstering my faith and it was strengthening me from the inside so that I could fight this battle because the real battle, while while we could think it was my illness, it wasn't. My real battle was against flesh and blood, was not against flesh and blood, mm-hmm. but it was against the enemy. It's against evil powers and principalities in darkness. Right. And so by reciting that scripture, I was increasing my faith in order to fight this battle. 
Yeah. And all of these things work together to yeah. not only heal me physically, but mentally and emotionally and spiritually as well. Wow. So how, like, and you said that you said it was a process. How, how long did it take? I mean, was it something that was like zap and you're done or was it something that you had to, to stick with or are, Michelle, are there still sticky notes? <laughs> if you could see my desk now, I have sticky notes. I still have them everywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm very visual. Mm-hmm. And so when I see things like I've got a little plaque up there that said, it's a good day. Yeah. So that when I see that, I go, yeah, you're right. It, yeah. it is a good day. Yeah. Or I've got, I've got a little note here from my husband. It says, I love you. Mm-hmm. You know, it cheers me up. I've got a scripture here. So yes, I, I still use sticky notes. I have plaques and I have, you know, paintings on the wall that have scripture on them. It was not a fast process, but I do have to say that as I became consistent praying, right. reciting scripture, singing the praise and worship music, there was a dramatic turnaround within about a month, mm-hmm. but it, it was probably nine months mm-hmm. before I could look back and go, wow, yeah. look what God did there. Yeah. And I still sometimes have to look back and go, oh my God. Yeah. But I have to tell you something because once the doctor cleared me mm-hmm. to go back to private practice part time, I have to tell you, first of all, I didn't want to go back because I, for a couple of reasons, one was I still was not feeling great. But for another reason, because I had just spent over five months basically cocooning in our guest bedroom with God. Mm hmm. I didn't want to give that up. <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. But I also didn't feel well. But part of me did need to get back to helping people. But the very first day I went back, I have to tell you, I was able to turn off the port that was connected to the IV long mm-hmm. enough to go to the office for a couple hours and then come home and rehook up to the IV. Mm-hmm. The very first patient I saw, this was only God because I'd never had it happen before she came in and she was telling me about how miserable life was and how sick she had been and how there was no purpose in it all. And she showed me the bruises up and down her arm from Mm -hmm. the treatment she had had. Mm -hmm. And I rolled up my sleeve and Mm -hmm. I showed her my bruises because I was bruised from head to toe from all these treatments. Mm -hmm. I showed her the port where my IV Mm-hmm. had been just two hours before. And I said, I want you to know you're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. I do understand God sees you and he's going to give you a testimony through this. And I'm mm-hmm. sure of it because he's doing that for me. Wow. Who would have known Yeah, my very first patient back? Yeah. I could share out of my own recent trial and encourage her. And that's just like God, because God does not waste our pain, whether it's depression or it's cancer or it's bankruptcy or it's a prodigal child or it's a divorce. I promise you, God says what the enemy intended for harm, God will use for good. And he does. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. I, I love that. And, and not only, you know, that, but he's, he's used this whole experience which has been captured in, in hope prevails 
um, which I highly recommend that book. Michelle knows that I carry copies in the back of my car because (laughs) I'm constantly giving it out um, because it not only shares the realness of your struggle, but you give people the steps to take to to put the word into practice, to um, to invite God into the process, and and to let to let Him heal, to let Him heal that that part of us. Um, and I love that you bring out that it was a process. You know, um, that's very unique about the way that you communicate with others. So many times, um, and this is true of me. We all love an instant fix right? Like who doesn't? I mean, depression and anxiety, I've battled that. It it feels like this heavy cloud that has settled over you and you don't want to get out of bed in the morning. You don't want to face the day, all of that. And, and you want to get over it, you know, but you can. And so, so hearing a quick fix that will one, two, three, get rid of this sounds good to me. But the way of the of Jesus is that we take his hand. I love that you brought up John 10, 10, because it's like that one day at a time, one step at a time, you know, following that voice, whose voice am I following? Um, and that is what is going to lead me to victory. And I think by lowering, because because I could, found myself getting depressed over my anxiety and depression, thinking I'm a Christian, I shouldn't be having to battle this, but when you understand that it's a process and you begin to, you know, use the armor of God and invite God into the process, then, you know, you, it, it's this beautiful journey that you take. And so afterwards, you know, I love what you just said. I don't know if I want to go back to work. <laughs> I'm enjoying hanging out with God all day. This is like amazing. Um, and I say all the time, you know, when I was pressing forward for my inner healing, um, you know, the greater gift to me was the intimacy with God that I received, you know, and, and I'm still on that journey. God's still saying, okay, now we're going to touch on this and and work on that. Um, but that just how powerful that word can be, but that it is a process, you know, it, it is a process. Um, so I, I love that. And I love how you said, and I want, you know, our audience to hear this, you wrote the word out, you put it before you where you could see it, and then you spoke it. Tell us more about the power of speaking the word rather than um, just studying the Bible. What's the difference? Well, for one thing, when you read the word, mm-hmm. you bring it in through one modality, but when we write it, It uses a different part of the brain. And then when we speak it, it uses yet another part of the brain. So when you combine those three, it's almost like cement that you have to mix with water so that it actually hardens and becomes firm. And that's kind of what happens inside. But the reason it's so important to be careful what we're speaking and what we're thinking is because scripture tells us mm-hmm. that our words have the power to bring life or death, mm-hmm. blessing or cursing. 
Mm-hmm. Well, if I am speaking scripture over my life, over my family, over my community, mm-hmm. that's going to come to fruition because it is God's word. And so when we even struggle to know, am I praying in God's will? If you are praying scripture, you can know 100% of the time you are in God's will because he spoke those words. But I hear so many people say things that they think are innocent, Mm -hmm. but we have to remember we have that enemy that we can't see, but he is watching and listening and paying attention. So when we say something that seems so innocent, such as, I'm just so tired of that. Mm. Goes, okay, let's make that happen. Or I'm just so sick of Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Okay, you've just given the enemy a legal right to -hmm. bring sickness on you. Mm. How about if instead we said, I'm just so blessed that. Mm -hmm. Yes. See the difference? Yes. You know, scripture tells us that we are to take every thought captive and bring it to obedience in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. I remember reading that scripture when I was on bed rest and so sick and not feeling well and really not wanting to do much of anything but cry and sleep. Mm -hmm. We have between 50 and 70,000 thoughts a day. And so when God says to take every thought captive, that is a lot of work. And I remember thinking, God, this is so much work. I I don't, first of all, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. And second of all, I don't know if I want to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, well, it's up to you. I mean, I'm not going to force you to do it, but you say you want to get well. You say you want joy instead of depression. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do to Work with me on this. Right, right. And it's a partnership with yeah. God. Yes, yes. And I, you know, I, I love that he does that. Um, and, you know, he invites us into that process because, and, and we see this in the Gospels. when Whenever Jesus healed somebody, you know, he, he asked them to do something, whether it was to put mud on their eye or to pick up their mat and walk. There was something that they had to do. And I never really, I I didn't like under, I'm always like wanting to know, okay, why, you know, why, why do we guys do that or whatever? One of the things that God showed me is, you know, um, he, he reigns with, with perfect love. He leads us with perfect love. And because his love is perfect, he will never force us to follow him. And so there has to be a choice on, on my end, um, to, to partner with him and to, to put sticky notes all over my house. I mean, to do, you know, to do it his way. Right. Um, and, um, and one of the things that you mentioned, which I thought was so good, you know, you said that it's not like you started out, you know, with scriptures everywhere. You started out small, you, you played the worship music. You started out with that small step of faith, you know, and, you know, when we want to get rid of, 
um, uh, or overcome the depression and anxiety. We want it gone like this in an instant. And sometimes I think we can jump out of the gate too quickly rather than God, what's the first step that I need to take? Um, And I know from many listening, this is certainly how I felt when I uh, was walking through depression. I did not want to get out of bed. And the only reason why I did put feet to floor was so because I had two children. I had two little children then, and I didn't want them to see me like I was. And they had to go to school and things like that. And so that got me out of bed. Um, But what about uh, people that are, are listening today? They say, I hear you. You know, I want to get to that place where there's stickies everywhere, but I don't even want to get out of bed. You know, I mean, where where is that first initial baby step that people can take to start? I think the first initial baby step is to pray for the want to. Mm. That is not too small or Mm -hmm. too great of a request for God. He already knows. Mm -hmm. I, I remember in that valley of depression, I would look at my toothbrush and my vitamins on my bathroom vanity. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I just look at him and go, it's too much work. I can't do it today. Mm. So I understand that person who said, I just, I don't even want to get up. Yeah. So maybe you start small. You pray for the want to. Mm-hmm. Instead of staying in bed in a dark room, you choose to open up the blinds and let the sunshine come in today. Mm-hmm. 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 Even as you're in bed, your phone, most people have their phone right next to their bed. Right. What if you start playing the praise and worship music then Mm. and start small, Mm -hmm. get up, say, I'm going to get up and just brush my teeth. And if I don't have any more energy than that, I give myself grace and I go back to bed. But then tomorrow, maybe you get up and you brush your teeth and you take your vitamins. Yeah. Maybe the next day you change out of the sweats. Mm -hmm. Take it small, give yourself grace, but you've got to be willing to participate. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, when when the lame man was at the pool of Bethesda, I always wondered, why did Jesus ask him, do you want to get well? Because I'm thinking, duh, of course he does, Jesus. He's laying by the pool. He just wants someone to push him in there. Right, right. Jesus was asking a deeper question. He Mm. was asking... Do you really want what you're asking for? Because when you get well, you're not going to be the lame man anymore. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to get a job. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to learn how to function in society. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to figure out how you're going to answer people when they go, so were you just faking it? Right. Right. And he wanted the lame man to participate Mm -hmm. in the experience. Could Jesus have just looked at him and healed him mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but then we lose the opportunity to partner with him yes paul says that he prays that you experience the love of god because it's so big we can't even understand it and so once we experience you know we can know the truth But then by walking through and having that experience, 
that's when it gets cemented into our hearts because we know that it happened for us. God healed us, um, which, which is so paramount. So are there any other daily practices that you put into place, which really help to bring you out of depression? There really was. I had the post-it notes and I was playing the praise and worship music, but as I started coming out of the illness and the depression, there were still days. I mean, our, our moods go up and down sometimes for seemingly no rhyme or reason, although Mm -hmm. there usually is, but I remember there would still be really hard days. Mm -hmm. And I would think, I just, I don't know if I can face today. I don't know that I can go to the office even for just two hours or mm-hmm. help the kids with their homework. I need a reason right, to think that maybe somehow today can still be a good day. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was still feeling like, Lord, am I just, am I just joy immune? Because I'm doing all the things Mm -hmm. And it's just not bringing joy. Mm -hmm. And a friend called and she said, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to remind you. I know that you already know this scripture, but I just felt like he wanted me to remind you that he says, the weeping may last for the night. My joy comes in the morning. Mm. And it it was like electricity went through me. I was like, oh, my word. Mm. I cannot be joy immune mm-hmm. if God's promise is true and his word is equally as applicable to me as it is anybody else walking around on this green earth. So if if he promises his joy comes in the morning, which may not necessarily be this morning, but he means after the trial is over, your joy will return. I cannot be joy immune. And so I wrote a social media post just thinking, wow, this really encouraged my heart. Maybe it'll encourage somebody else. It was really simple. It just said, today is going to be a good day mm-hmm. because his joy comes in the morning. And a few mm-hmm. people responded to it. And I thought, yeah, they needed it too. Mm-hmm. And a couple of weeks later, I needed another reason to mm-hmm. get up and think that, golly, can it, Lord, could I just have a good day? Mm-hmm. And he gave me that verse about his mercies are new every morning. Mm-hmm. All right. Today is going to be a good day because God promises his mercies are new every morning. Yeah. You see, I'm not just, I'm not calling on the universe. I'm not asking yeah. the stars to speak into my life. Yeah. I am basing each day, the reason why, despite my circumstances, despite being ill back then, despite having depression, despite cancer today, today can still be a good day, despite my circumstances, because God's promises are true. And he will be faithful to bring them to completion. So that started a six-year daily ministry that I did not intend. Mm-hmm. God did, but I didn't. Right. A six-year daily ministry of every morning on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, I post today is a good day because. Now it's expanded a little bit more than just yeah. 
a summation of the verse, but it's a reason for us to hold on to that. Despite when my kids are grumpy or when there's discord with my husband or finances are tight, or I'm not sure if I'm going to lose my job. None of that really matters in the grand scheme of things because Mm -hmm. I can rely on God's promises. Amen. That means today will be a good day. And what I've come to understand Mm -hmm. is that by and large, we don't really have bad days. Mm -hmm. We have bad moments in an otherwise good day. Right. Oh, I love that. You know, because um, the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. Always. And again, I say rejoice. And I used to see that scripture and somehow it translated to pretend to be happy always. And again, I say pretend, you know, and so like then you put on the happy face and all of that. And that works. It works when your circumstances are going great. It works when you're not struggling with the depression or or the anxiety at the moment. But when the circumstances are down, when the storm is here, when depressed, that's not going to work because I, I don't have energy today to pretend. Right. And unfortunately, I think that many Christians believe that. And and there's some that can pull it off. And and a lot of times they're the ones that think, you know, how can you struggle with depression or whatever? But this is the key. This is the key that you've so um, well brought out. It's rejoicing in the Lord, in his promises. And because of that, I can find a reason to be happy. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter what's going on in my circumstances. I can rejoice in the Lord. And I love that scripture because it says, and again, and always. So that means, and just how you talked about to me, that it's like a roller coaster. So guess what? I mean, you know, the enemy's going to hit you down. You're going to feel bad during the day. So it doesn't mean when you get hit with that, that you failed as a Christian, you just, okay, that's my trigger. And instead of using the energy next to give breath to the enemy and his lies, I'm going to use my breath to praise the Lord. And, um, and I, I love your Facebook and your Instagram. Um, it's one of my favorites is the other thing I tell people to do. And I would tell you guys to do that because it's like a mini devotion every morning. And, and sometimes just like your friend sent you that nourishment through the word, that's what your posts are doing. It's giving that little nourishment, but from a eternal perspective, right? Like, and then that gives us permission to let go of pretending yeah. and just praise, praise God. And like you said, he inhabits the praises of, of his people. And so that can, can step forward. So you've got the Instagram and the Facebook. 
Um, And I love it because it's all so based on the word, so based on truth. Um, And so tell us more about that, those tools. It is a choice. That's the part that we've got to really understand. Mm -hmm. You know, scripture says, this is the day the Lord has made. Mm -hmm. So first of all, he's not saying, I'm going to make tomorrow for you. We have no idea, but we have today. So this is the day God gave you breath today. Mm. And then it says, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Mm. That I will is a choice. And I don't, I don't want your listeners to think, well, she's just got it all wrapped up. She's got it all together. There are still days. Mm-hmm. Then I'll struggle, mm-hmm. but then I'll see one of my post-it notes or I'll see the plaque and I'll go, oh yeah, wait a minute. You yeah. just gave up 90 minutes to the enemy yeah. by allowing yourself to think, oh, well, this is just a bad day. Yeah. yeah. You had a few bad minutes. Mm-hmm. Let's turn on that praise and worship music again, because I'm going to choose to rejoice that God gave me today. There are some people who would give anything to have another day, who would give anything to have another day with a loved one. We are not promised tomorrow. So let's rejoice in today and make the most of today. Yes, yes, yes. And and focus on the now. Don't get too far out um, in, in the future. Um, and, and focus on the now. So, so tell us about your new book that's coming out, which I'm so excited about. I've already pre-ordered my copies, which shall be given out for Christmas gifts coming up, but you, you've got a book coming out in May, um, based off of this ministry that God gave you. Tell us about your new book. Yeah. You know, I never expected this to happen. I did not expect to have a multi-year ministry with every day I'd put a devotional out there in fact if I'm being honest there have been some days when I've said Lord like can I stop Mm -hmm. he's like no (laughs) no because (laughs) Michelle you need it as much as your friends and followers need it yeah and so for that I'm grateful but it was amazing to me when my publisher came to me and said you know we've been we've been noticing that people really connect with your Mm -hmm. today is a good day post. Would you ever consider Mm -hmm. doing a gift book Mm -hmm. following that format, but maybe expanding it a little bit. And I thought for a nanosecond, I was like, uh, sure. Yeah. And I love this book because I don't think it is a substitute for Bible study. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is a place to start. Yes. It's yes. a place to start. Mm-hmm. And so there's a devotional, there's mm-hmm. the scripture, there's a reflection question, there is a prayer for the reader. Because let's face it, sometimes we just need someone else to pray for us. Yeah. And then there's a recommended playlist song. All of my books have had this. I know. And I love that about your books. I love the playlist. Yes. 
<laughs> and that's what readers say. They say, I love that you've given me a place to start. Yeah. So anybody who pre-orders will also have access to the Spotify. Today is going to be a good day playlist. We put it I together for it. you. So you don't even have to think about it. You just I love and it. it'll be there. I love it. What I really love is that it is a beautiful faux leather giftable book, mm -hmm. whether it's for Mother's Day or for a wedding shower or a birthday or someone's just been given a rough diagnosis or they're going through a trial. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful book that says, I care about you and I want you to have good days. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We can give the gift that will literally keep on giving because if we are giving God's word mm -hmm. and they read it, that's just going to grow their faith. And then they can bless other people by speaking into them, just like my friend did to me when I was so sick. Yes. Yes. And I think too, you know, um, I think sometimes like when, when people are going through mental health, uh, struggles, whether anxiety or depression, um, you know, how to minister to them. This can be a great way to do that because, you know, you can't expect somebody to just get up and run the marathon. You have to start small. And this is a bite-sized way to get in the word and flip your perspective. And, and we all have to do that. I mean, I do. I've, you know, I've been in the word forever. I'm in ministry and I know now I'm designed for daily dependence. If I'm not in the word every day, forget, I mean, like I have to flip my perspective all the time to get my eyes off of the waves and back on Jesus to remind myself, okay, I mean, where is your faith? Why are you so afraid? Like uh, every day, like it's, you know, that, that is a part of breathing. It is a part of living. We walk by faith. You've got to continue to give yourself that perspective. Um, and for me, that book is going to go on my bedroom table uh, side. When I wake up, what happens to me is the enemy greets me with problems. What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? And if we're not careful, we can give breath to that bait versus, you know, what, what the word says. And it's not that your problems change. It's that I'm looking at my problems different. I'm seeing them, you know, in light and view of, of who God is. I pre-ordered my copy. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. And when you pre-order, you get lots of goodies. So tell our audience um, about some of those goodies. Oh, we've got some amazing goodies. There is a world-known pianist mm -hmm. who's composed some music just for those who pre-ordered the book. And we've got coloring sheets that are scripture based for those who like to be creative mm -hmm. and do that kind of thing. We're going to have screensavers for their phone with reminders of why today is a good day yeah. and a few others that I'll leave a secret. But I'm excited because really what we wanted to do is give back. We wanted to say, 
thank you for investing in this book, whether it's for yourself or you're, you're buying a couple copies to give to friends. Thank right. you for doing that. Yeah. Because what it does is then it will help other people find the book, yeah. not just find the book though, because it's not about book sales. It's about finding Jesus Yes, in the midst of the hard and the yeah. yuck of life. Yeah. Because you're yeah. right. You just said the enemy likes to greet you with problems first thing in the day. He's not very creative. He does that to a lot of us, no. but we then we don't combat it with good luck or, you know, mysticism. We combat it with God's promises. I'm going to put the links to pre-ordering Michelle's book um, inside of the description and all her goodies. We're going to leave those links so that you can um, find those. I would highly encourage you following Michelle on Facebook and on Instagram because her posts um, are life-giving. They, they really are. And Michelle, I want to just thank you um, for uh, the all the hard work that you're putting behind all of the resources uh, that you have written. I love how uh, you are so authentic and everything that you are are teaching on um, hope prevails was on depression um, breaking anxiety was on anxiety you've walked through it um, and you you have that medical background um, but more importantly your commitment to uh, to teaching people how to address the spiritual roots of these issues is uh, is just wonderful and for that reason you know, we never hesitate inside of Treasure Ministries to recommend your resources. And um, and so I know that there's a ton of work that goes behind them. So thank you for all you're doing uh, to um, just help help people, help people to uh, to to live free, to live free as, as God would have them free from that. So thank you, Michelle. I appreciate you. You know, if if what I've gone through helps and encourages someone else mm -hmm. that really is just God bringing beauty for ashes. It goes back to how we started this episode saying God doesn't waste our pain. Yeah. Yeah. And Amen. so if it helps other people, I'm like, all right, Lord, it was worth it. A minute. Let's do this, God. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, well, thank you so much. Anything else you want to say to our, our audience in closing today? You know, I would just say for anyone who is struggling with in the pit of depression or anxiety, hope prevails because mm -hmm. God is still on his throne. That is why we named that book Hope Prevails, because it really does. We have hope because we don't serve a God who's dead. He is alive and still on his throne, and he's going to walk you through it. Yes. The other yeah. side. Amen. Amen. And on that beautiful note of truth, we will go ahead and wrap this podcast up with a pretty bow. Thank you so much again, uh, Michelle. And for our audience, again, the links to all these resources uh, will be in the description. Thanks, Michelle. Always a wraps up our podcast today. Thanks for joining us. This is Eileen Thompson reminding you that the battle for your heart is epic. 
and you are a treasure worth fighting for. But make sure you don't fight alone because when women walk by faith together with each other, that's when we find strength to flourish. And this is exactly why we started the Treasure Tribe. We wanted to give women everything that they needed to study God's Word all in one place in a way that would transform their lives and provide that supportive community so that we could cheer each other on. And you can subscribe today for less than $10. And when you do, every penny of that $10 goes back into supporting our ministry. It's really a win for everybody. You know what? You can thrive with daily truth and a tribe by your side. Support our ministry by joining the Treasure Tribe today and get the encouragement you need to become all that God has created you to be. Visit treasuretribe.com to sign up today. Thanks for listening in, and I'll talk to you next week. I hope to see you inside the Treasure Tribe. Bye-bye.